Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild Professional Anarchist Local Chapter 151 and still not growing back the beard. Wiley, how are you, sir? Well, I, I guess I'm okay. I, at least I regain legend status. Yeah, I would. I just left that stuff on there, but I'm I'm still rather disappointed, especially to find out you shaved two days ago. Yeah, well, you know, I'm shaving now. Well, you're going to have to stop doing this, right. though. Really, is my facial hair really need to be a topic of conversation in this? Yeah. You know, is it that big an issue? I had no idea you were so infatuated uh, with my physical appearance. With your glorious beard? Yeah. That was a glorious beard that yeah. you decided to just kill. It was diseased, man. I had to kill it. Well, you can always let it grow back. It had to be put down. Well, you, you, you know? always have. you can let it come back. Yeah. Yeah, sadly, I got to put down my dog this week. Oh, that right sucks. Now. Which dog? Uh, Libby. So she can't move anymore. She can't get up and take any more than a couple steps before collapsing. So, yeah, it's just time. So, so hard, though. Yeah, such a such a such a difficult thing. Was the dog in pain? I'm sure. You know, I mean, it can't be fun. Have you tried giving the drug the dog drugs? Um, yeah, you know, we've been giving her, you know, uh, stuff, uh, you know, try to help her out, but uh, Are you trying to hot box her with the weed? Here's the thing is, uh, well, no, I, I haven't been doing, I've done that a couple of times, you know, giving her like a quarter gummy or something like that. But, yeah. um, I, we were actually thinking about home, uh, euthanasia, you know, uh, because I did some research, um, uh, and, uh, apparently you can, do that and you can actually euthanize a dog with a high dosage of benadryl or tylenol pm but yeah you know, i'm just i'm worried about doing it wrong and you know what i'm saying not doing the job right and putting her through pain and everything like that so it's kind of a catch-22 whether to do it or not but we can't even get her in the car because she can't walk and when you try to pick her up I think she's in so much pain that she just like goes dead weight and sprawls out and fights you picking her up. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, so that's really sucks. Yeah, so I, it's 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 kind of like we're in a weird spot for what to do. Well, did you did did the dog have uh, final expense insurance? Uh, no, no. Tell me about that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. No, I, I, I once you once you sell me <laughs> no, on the, the final sell, expense. I'm not going to sell you on it. I I, I want to hear your pitch here. No, sell me no. this pen. Come no, on. I'm, I'm not selling you this pen. Sell me this. No, pen. I'm not going to do. I want to hear your. Pitch. I would never sell you anything. That's probably be a bad idea. But I, come on, I want to hear your pitch. Come on. No, no, no. No, do it. Do it. Let's do it. All right. Sell me life insurance. No, I'm not going to sell it to you. Sell me something. No, no, I'm not selling. Yeah, sell me that beanie. I'm, not, I'm definitely not selling you the beanie. I love this beanie. <laughs> this is my favorite beanie in the whole world. You know, my wife got my son a beanie with an LED light in it, like a headlamp. You know, for camping. For what? Well, he does a lot of camping and hiking and stuff up in the mountains. And oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was the silliest thing in the world, but he loves it. You know, well, I mean, he I says it's useful as hell. Here's the thing: if you were at a place where it would be useful, then I can see why it would be good. But I just, right, I don't like to have things in my beanie other than my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you, you might want to consider that. So. You never know when you might need a you know spotlight in your beanie. Well, I guess, but I don't want to. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not risking it with this beanie though. I'll have to get a different beanie. And why is that a special beanie? Because I, it's a really good beanie. Yeah. What's what's good about it? Okay, so the things that are good about this beanie uh-huh. is one, it folds up. At the right area. Oh. It's not too big at the top or not too, not too small at the top. It's a good, it's it's black, so it works out really well. Right. Because once you go black, you never go back. Right. Um, and then it just, it, it fits very, very well. Fits better than most beanies I've ever All had. All right, I'll give you 10 not bucks for it. Not too tight. No, you, you sold me. No, I'm not. I asked you to sell me on the beanie. You sold me on the beanie. I'll give you 10 bucks for it. 
Yeah. 15, final offer. If you sign up, here's the thing. If you sign up for final expense, then I'll give you All right, sell me that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will say this. I watched videos all week long of, you know, getting prepped for this, and it was was interesting to figure out what the motivation would be, which truly is, again, for you, it wouldn't matter because you really don't give a fuck about anybody else. So you'd have to actually care about who's going to bury you or who's going to be in charge of it in order to be able to sell it. Right. Well, I figure when I get old and sick, I'm just going to disappear out in the woods somewhere. So no one will have to deal with me anyway. Okay. Well, you, you know, know, that's always a good way to do yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, my, my intention has always been to die under an overpass somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And considering the way my household has been lately, I, I, I feel like that might be any day now. That might be any day I now? I swear to God, man. It, there have been times this week where I seriously thought about just like leaving my wallet, leaving my cell phone, jumping in the car, and just driving somewhere else. As far as you can go? <laughs> as far as I can go. Until the gas runs out? Yeah. You're yeah. just hoping for a full tank? I'll, I'll start heading northwest, and maybe by summer I'll make it to Alaska to do some salmon fishing. I got you. You know, <laughs> maybe work the pipeline or something. <laughs> if I could, you know, drive to New Zealand, I'd do it. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Maybe I'll get on a boat and go somewhere. But, yeah, it's uh, so, uh, you know, I told you last week, my son was in town the week before Christmas. He brought influenza A to the household, infected everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And just about the time that everyone recovered from that, my sister-in-law comes into town on New Year's Eve um, and uh, brings some unknown respiratory virus and infects everyone again. Okay, now hold on. So I, I'm just recovering now from that one, too. So hold on. Real quick, I do want to ask, though. Did she know she was sick before she came? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she was starting to feel sick, and she came anyway. Where is she from? Uh, Louisville. Did she drive? No, she flew. In a plane? Yeah. All right. No, in a plane. In a, in a Zeppelin. <laughs> you know? Oh, what the d- hell? Can you get rides like that? <laughs> Shut up, dude. How, how do you think she got here? Okay, I'm just, I'm just asking. I think the point I'm bringing up is, and we talked about it a little bit before the show. Right. If you're sick, you don't go to somebody else's house. Right. Right. I know. You know, it's weird. I, look, I'm not... I'm anti-mask. Like I don't. I don't want you to have to wear a mask or anything like that. But don't show the fuck up. Right. Yeah. I don't get that one. I know. That, it just seems rude. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, if if it was me personally and I knew I was sick and I was supposed to go to you know uh, go visit family or friends or something, I I wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And if I went there and and started getting sick, I would probably go get a hotel room and say, hey, I'll, I'll just leave. catch up with you when I feel better. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, anyway, so that's that's been... <laughs> oh, and my water heater burst. Oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah, so after the show, I got to go to Lowe's or Home Depot, buy a damn new water heater. and you know. What kind are you getting? Are you going to get another one like the one you have, or are you going to get the tankless yeah, we're one? Gonna, no, I, I looked in the tankless one, and it would have been about $4,000 in electrical work to... to oh, uh, gosh. Yeah, it, it would have been very expensive to uh, wire in all the additional breakers and everything that you need to do that, so... Um, yeah, we were just going with a tank type. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, that's not bad. So anyway, that's my week. So basically I'm very pissed off at the world right now. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I, I understand so, that one. So sell me some life insurance. No, I'm not going to sell you life insurance. <laughs> sell me some kind of insurance. No, I'm not selling you anything. Sell me disappearance insurance because that's the most likely thing that's going right, to happen So if you're going to disappear, then you need somebody to make sure that nobody goes after you to look for you. Okay. Do you have and that? So what, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, Ten thousand dollars. Fugitive insurance. Yes, basically it'll it'll cover for the cops, so they don't come looking for you. Okay, right? I like you get this. That, right, you know, twenty four, and you you'll get the money within twenty four hours. Okay, and right. um, can I have it, the money sent can, to my new persona because I've already got the uh, you know new identification documents? No, and the like best that. we do is a post office box. Okay, that'll work with a with cashier's a, check. No, with just cash. With cash, even better. In that a, works in a green me. envelope. Yeah, and how much is the service? Oh, it's only like a thousand dollars a month. Okay, for five thousand dollars in coverage. <laughs> All right. Well, if I if I leave month one, then I'm in good shape. <laughs> so that might work out for me. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's news out there, but I, I don't even know if I want to talk about any of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's some. I mean, again, look, we got the Epstein thing, but I I really hey, feel. Hey, big news. Have you heard this? What's that? Beetlejuice has not. Well, actually, it has gone Nova. What Supernova, the hell are you talking about? But we haven't seen it yet. So what are you talking about? We're still waiting to see it. I still don't know what you're Every talking about. Every night I go up so outside and look at uh, Orion's right shoulder, which is the red giant beetle juice, because it probably went nova. Astro- uh, astrophysicists think that it went nova 
sometime within the last several hundred years. But because it's 638 light years away, we haven't seen it yet. And when we actually see it, it's going to be as bright in the moon in, as the moon in the night sky. Really? Yeah. So once in a lifetime event. I hope that happens in my lifetime, but they don't know for sure because it could have gone supernova, you know, 100 years ago, 500 years ago, or 637 years ago. You know? But we don't know yet. We don't know yet. So when you look up tonight, I want you folks to look up, find Orion in the sky, look at the red star on Orion's right shoulder, and know that that star probably no longer exists. It went supernova probably hundreds of years ago. But you can still see But it light. still looks like, you know, a regular star in the sky. That is kind of crazy. Yeah. It is kind of crazy that what we're looking at in the night sky, though, is... The past. Yeah, totally the past. Right. Uh, and far past. Right. Like some of it's so far past that it's like humans weren't around when when that light was started. Well, you want to really have your mind blown. Okay. Blow it, baby. Blow it. At the singularity of a black hole, time no longer exists. There is no time. Time does not pass. How do you know this? Uh, we, we think that. You know, that's what uh, the... It's basically because the gravity is so strong. Um, and according to you know Einstein's theory of relativity, um, that time slows down to at the singularity from our perspective, from our relative perspective, to not be moving at all. Well, I thought it was where you could get into bookcases in old houses in the past. Well, it could be. It could be that all time exists simultaneously in the singularity. We don't know. So that's pretty deep. Yeah. You didn't even have weed before you came here. No, you? no, but I probably should have. But you know, this is how how bad I don't want to get into the news today. I'm just reaching for anything. To Are you just you're just so against anything that we have uh, in the notes? You today? know, yeah, yeah. Just uh, I mean, a lot of it kind of sucks. A little, not it sucks, but well, no, it sucks. All right, let's let's get into it. All right, so we're we're gonna go. So you put a bunch of stuff on the Epstein thing. So all these documents came out for Epstein. But I don't feel like it was anything that was really big and bad, though. Yeah, well, it's pretty much everything we already knew. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, um, you know, Bill Gates. Um, all of them uh, were <laughs> going to uh, Epstein Island, flying on the Lolita Express, you know, uh, screwing little girls. Uh, there were, uh, you know, a, a couple of revelations. One of the interesting ones uh, was <laughs> Stephen Hawking went to Epstein Island, but I'm pretty sure that he wasn't raping any little girls. Well, he was probably presented them. I'm sure. But, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> what could he actually do? <laughs> you know, so I'm going to give Stephen Hawking a pass on that one. So speaking of black holes, <laughs> you know, of black holes, well, yeah, he's, he's a guy who basically uh, developed all the modern theories of what goes on inside a black hole. So I wonder if he did it from the island. He might have. Now, you never know. So you put MP. So you have it, but you have a couple of ones that you kind of noted here, though. Right. Which I thought was kind of funny. So NPR, you did. Oh, well, hang on. Let's let's go to some of the other uh, people who showed up on and they they released them in several different rounds. OK. Um, and what, uh, what do you think they did that for? Uh, it just may have been the way that it flowed or, you know, uh, something like that. Uh, David Copperfield uh, was also one of the people that was uh, apparently more active. Now, there were some names like uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Bruce Willis that were mentioned, but it looks like that was just Epstein bragging about talking to those guys on the phone or meeting with them. It doesn't look like they were engaged in any sexual activities with anyone. I got gotcha. you. I mean, you can't really look if you talk to a person on the phone. I mean, you know, right? Yeah, you know, when a billionaire calls you up and you're an actor, you're probably going to take the call. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of the interesting ones was Alan Dershowitz, and now this probably shouldn't be a surprise because Dershowitz is a complete and utter scumbag. Uh, he represented Epstein. He represented uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, and. Uh, but it's funny because I want to play a clip of how he handled it uh, when he was called out, when it showed up that, you know, he was uh, in all these documents and was, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, Epstein all the time socially and, and things like that. Um, just listen to this. And I, I'm, I apologize that this is uh, on Sean Hannity, but uh, 
this is where it came out. <laughs> Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Uh, professor, you are mentioned in this document. You are mentioned repeatedly and very specifically. Um, it was the allegation against you was that Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe number three to have sexual relations with you and that also you were an eyewitness to sexual abuse of other minors by Epstein. Uh, you have been out there vigorously defending your your name, your honor and and denying these allegations fiercely. And I want to give you a chance now that it's come out in writing tonight to to get your reaction. Well, first of all, the woman who accused me has now stated categorically that she may have misidentified me, confused me with someone else. And these documents, if all the documents are revealed, will prove categorically that she did misidentify me, that I never met her, never heard of her, never uh, spoke to her. Uh, and I can prove it by independent means. I have all my travel records. I have all my uh, television appearances. I can prove that I couldn't possibly have been anywhere near any of the people who were involved in this. I was Epstein's lawyer. Of course I flew on his plane with Ken Starr, with uh, Roy Black, with other lawyers. We flew to meetings with the U.S. attorney, with the state attorney. Um, and so people have to be very careful about what they're believing and when it happened. For example, as soon as Epstein was shown to be what he was, I ended my personal association with him completely, but I maintained a legal relationship with him. I represented some of the worst people in the world and continue to do so. That's my life. And of course, I represented Epstein. Now, the one point I do want to make is that I understand to this. all the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes of young Jewish girls, sexual abuse, beheadings, they are quiet, they are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If, uh, and I wanna have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard, and I understand that, to get all these names revealed, and I wanna know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred, how many have been silent and how many, like the National Lawyers Guild, have actually approved of what Hamas did? So let's put this in context. I'm thrilled that all these papers have come out. I urge them. I went to court. I asked for everything to come out. All right, so that's enough. Um, <laughs> you know, we have a new thing now. It's the Jew card. Wow, the Jew card's always been around. Uh, I don't know, but now we're, we're playing it pretty hot and heavy. So oh, no, it's a whole different ballgame. Apparently... Game. If you're a Jew, it's okay to rape little girls uh, because Hamas uh, raped Israeli uh, girls and women. I, I mean, here's guy, the thing. Man. It comes out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. Like, this has got nothing to do with the other thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, this guy, yeah, he's he's just an evil, evil human being. I don't like it. I don't like him at all. Yeah. I don't like him at all. No. So, uh, I hope he goes down in flames. Uh, I don't this. think he's gonna though. Look, he's a he is a lawyer, and he's he's you know I will say this: he's probably a pretty good lawyer, right? You know what I mean? But well, like, yeah, he he didn't get Epstein or uh, um, uh, what's it, Harvey Weinstein off. <laughs> well, I guess that's true, <laughs> right? <laughs> they both ended up in prison. I, I, just, one I ended can't up believe dead. that that's your like. I get, now here's right. the thing: yeah, he he waited till the end for that, but that was the point though, right? Well, first he said he can prove he was never there, which is I'm sure is bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, you know, no I mean, just uh, it, I've never known the girl. Right. As soon as I find out, I, I ended my personal relationship with him. But <laughs> right. I, well, I, I still I'm wanted still to represent him to get money. Right. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and granted, I do believe that everybody has a right uh, to legal counsel. No, that's true. So I don't necessarily fault him for representing these people. But I, but if you had a that personal was relationship boy. with you guy, though, that's a conflict of interest and you shouldn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. I would think. I mean, again, I, it's it's. Well, there's there's an interesting theory that's been floating around for a while, and I don't know whether to put any real credence into this or not. Uh, but it's it's come out, and again, this is just speculation. This is just rumor. But I've heard it said that Epstein may have actually been a Mossad agent. 
Yeah, I heard that. Rumor. And Ghislaine Maxwell, actually, her her father uh, was uh, deeply involved in the Israeli government, so she may have been also. Okay, she may have actually been the one who turned Epstein. And that this entire operation was a honeypot operation to get dirt on American politician and business leaders uh, in order to influence them uh, to promote Israeli agenda. I mean, that's a pretty it's, deep conspiracy theory. It's but not boy, that there's deep a whole when you think about it. To point to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of smoke to go around on that one. Right. Yeah. And again, I, I can't say for sure whether there's any validity or truth to that. But it's it's but plausible. You know, but here's the thing: you what has come out now, though, is you do know that Epstein was doing this for like he was blackmailing some of oh, these yeah. people, and yeah. was he was recording the uh, you know the the sexual the the, the rapes, yeah. okay, um, and he was cataloging everything, and there's supposedly all these tapes out there, okay, that nobody you know those have never been released, and if they do, uh, then I think that would be you know. Really, the dagger. God, I, uh, wish, also I the, wish all this stuff would be able to come out. Oh, I know, I know. Well, and it is. It, it was. Hold on, on a separate note, it was sad that you had to play Hannity. I know. Yeah, that was unfortunate. I'm so sick of that guy. But one of the other things that came out is that uh, Clinton actually threatened a reporter uh, back in like 2003, uh, somewhere like that, uh, who was about to go public with the Epstein story and include Clinton in it. And apparently Bill Clinton actually went to her office personally and threatened her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff in there and it's still kind of all being dissected, uh, you know, but it's again, will anything come of it? Who knows? You know, will anything ever happen to any of these people? Probably not. You know, they're the richest and most powerful people in the world. They they get a pass. No, you know, that's tr- no, no. There's no, always it's totally true. There's always one or two sacrificial lambs, but I can pretty much guarantee you that nothing's going to happen to Bill Clinton. Nothing's going to happen to Bill Gates. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump, he's going to jail for other things, so they probably won't even bother with this one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, it, it's weird how they're not. Kevin Spacey's going down though. What are you talking about? Where did, where did you get this at? Well, he's in there too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he got it, but he got like he got uh, he got off all those all the old, all the other older charges. Right. Right. Kind of like him as an actor too. Yeah, and as a uh, crooner, you like him. Yeah, as a crooner. Yeah, singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Right. Yeah, he does actually very well. Now, I I found he's this, good with the big band stuff. Staying on the uh, whole Epstein documents release, I found this this story very interesting. This was from NPR. Okay, and this is a very strange take on things. Okay, the headline is the new Jeffrey Epstein files have set up a fresh round of conspiracy theories. (coughs) Excuse me. This week's unsealing of court records relating to Jeffrey Epstein's alleged associates has brought about a new wave of conspiracy theories about the late disgraced financier Epstein, who died by suicide while awaiting trial on federal sex trafficking charges. Suicide. Right. Uh, is a perennial favorite in conspiracy-minded communities because of his ties to wealthy and powerful and the speculation surrounding his death. Some false accusations tied to other high-profile figures who weren't named in the documents to Epstein. Um, Some false accusations tried to tie other high-profile figures who weren't named in the documents to Epstein. Many other discussions centered around the idea that whatever the public has shown about Epstein isn't the real story. Conspiracist, uh, conspiracist logic often functions as an inversion of the cliché that seeing is believing, according to Jenny Rice, a professor of rhetoric at the University of Kentucky, who has researched the conspiracy theorists' communities devoted to the 9-11 attacks. You can only believe the things you can't see, she explained. The things that we are shown are, are deliberately produced and delivered to us and therefore are not trustworthy. She's saying that's how conspiracy theorists think. Oh, you mean that's not how it really works? Now, <laughs> all right, so all this, uh, well, in some cases it probably does work that way, but not, not in every case. 50% of all conspiracy theories are half true. Yes. Um, all right, now, here's what they're going to use as an example of the conspiracy theories surrounding Jeffrey Epstein, okay? Examples from this week include those pushing the idea that a school shooting that took place in Iowa on Thursday was actually a staged event meant to distract the public from the Epstein list. Oh, come on! Right. Who's saying that? Who is saying that? Right. 
That's what I'm saying. So it's like this. Like, whole, don't get me wrong. Hold on. I'm sure you can find one person on oh, yeah. Facebook or Twitter I'm, that said that. I'm sure there there's dozens or even hundreds of people that are saying things like that. But that's not like the widespread. So it's like NPR went out of their way to try to tie this to some type of conspiracy theory. And the thing that they used, I haven't even heard of. And if I had heard of it, I'd say, oh, well, that sounds like bullshit. You know, and yeah. as would most people. Um, you know, and uh, elsewhere, the list itself has cast as a distraction from new alleged evidence of election fraud that proves Donald Trump is the rightful president. I haven't heard that one either. Right. Exactly. So they're tying these two like extreme fringe conspiracy theories that no one ever heard of. And they're making it sound like the whole Epstein thing is a giant conspiracy. Theory. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like. This is not a conspiracy theory. You've got some of the most rich and powerful people in the world, uh, including princes, presidents, and multi-billionaires, raping children. Okay? And they're trying to make it out like, oh, because somebody said the school shooting was done intentionally to distract from it is, you know, means it's all bullshit. You know what? I I wish I would have read this that part because I just... I don't know where I'm trying to figure out where it was, but do you remember the, okay. You remember the part where they, where conspiracy theory was first brought up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where the, the term itself, like the term was it's coined like by the like 1950s. the CIA, but it was yeah. like the CIA though. That did it. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. and, and how they, and how they use it to discredit people who actually, in some cases are coming up with wild bullshit and in other cases are, you yeah. know, exposing the truth. But no, no. But the thing is though, and this is the example, this is why I wanted to bring it up. And this is example for the NPR article is you mix in the really crazy stuff, right? To try to discredit everything yeah when you could actually point to a bunch of stuff that actually had some stuff that had some truth to it yeah this NPR, and that's what it seems like the npr article is doing this and like, it seems like cia propaganda it's it's so classic propaganda i mean it's just the way they do it and again the things that they cite are stupid crazy conspiracy theories yep which we would agree with which we would agree with and that but, really don't have anything to do with the other excuse me they're glossing over the fact that you know they're literally we have a a a cabal of child rapists at the highest levels of government and industry. Well, and the other thing is this, and this is the part I don't get though. NPR is so dedicated to going after Trump. Why aren't you going after him on this part? Right. Right. Why does he get a pass here? Because and nowhere of the else? others involved. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I got to say as time goes on more and more, it looks like Barack Obama was actually a decent human being. You know because his name's not in any of this yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you never hear of any type of scandals with him. Nothing ever came out that he was a, you know, a well, terrible you've person. you've heard the gay one, but, you know. Oh, yeah, and of course, the you know, Michelle Obama is a transgender or something. Yeah, I, I think that's silly, you know, because she's got a big pelvic bone. <laughs> Hold on, and they're blaming this thing for January 6th? Hold uh, on. Unfortunately, she added, while conspiracy narratives can appear to focus on legitimate social issues, they also tend to detract from constructive political engagement. The potential for conspiracy theories to influence politics is increasingly concerning for Oliver, who points to two recent examples. January 6th and mobilization of people storming the Capitol around January 6th. Would that... Would that have happened without conspiracy theories around this, he said. The second one would be, of course, resistance to vaccines around COVID and sort of denial about the basic scientific evidence around COVID. Right. Are you... What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, there's half-truths there, you know, because January 6th, uh, a lot of the people who rallied for January 6th were basing it on wild, untrue conspiracy theories. And a lot of people, uh, you know, with COVID were, you know, coming up with wild conspiracy theories. I mean, shit, people were eating oleander and dying from oleander poisoning because they thought it was going to cure COVID. You know, <sighs> people were drinking bleach, well, you know, I mean, so you know, you there got, was some absolutely stupid COVID conspiracy theories. But it that, those were fa- used to discredit the people who said, you know what, I'd like to see more data on the vaccines before I get it. Yeah, I, I would like to not like, necessarily to some, take something that was rushed through FDA approval on an emergency basis with no clinical trials before I put it in my body. 
that's kind of reasonable, I think. God, these guys wrapped this all up with January 6th and the COVID? Right. Yeah. Wow. I know. And that's... Uh, that's the thing. And I listen to NPR all the time. Lisa I, Hagen, you are a disgraceful human being. Well, she's probably a CIA operative. Yeah. Like, in all honesty. <laughs> that was just so unvarnished propaganda and CIA-style propaganda. I mean, it really was. That's exactly what you do. You take the most radical conspiracy theories, the most stupid, outrageous things that are just highly unlikely to be even remotely uh, true, and then those are the ones you use to discredit the main conspiracy theory. Because remember the headline here. The new Jeffrey Epstein files have set up a fresh round of conspiracy theories. Okay. And the two they point to, we haven't heard in it. We haven't heard anything about that. Haven't heard anything about it at all. Right. But if you just, again, if you just read the headline and the first paragraph or second paragraph, you come away with a totally different uh, you know, a view of the story. And if you're the type of person that takes NPR as gospel and you just hear the headline and hear the, you know, the uh, 15 second clip, then that's what you walk away with. Man. And that's what they're trying to do. And I don't know why and I don't know who's behind it or I, I have a hunch that, you know, it's there's reasons for all this. I mean, if, hey, here's the thing. Lisa Hagen could potentially be a, a Mossad operative, <laughs> you know, and again, that's a wild conspiracy theory, but at least that's based on a little plausibility. And I have no idea if it's true or not, but you know, it's, it's uh, hold on, plausible. Let me, let me read a little bit of her bio, by the way, just to go down the road. Lisa Hagen is a reporter at NPR covering conspiracyism and the mainstreaming of extreme or unconventional beliefs. She's interested in how people form and maintain deeply held worldviews and decide who to trust. Like, that's your type. Like, that's what you do? Like, you're not an investigative reporter? I, it just, right. I, I don't, yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you specialize in that? Like, yeah, like, I don't, you're, you're literally there as the propaganda wing for government. It sounds like it, yeah. And not necessarily even for government, you know? Or for the powerful. For, yeah, for the, in this case, it's the rich and powerful. And maybe the Israelis. <laughs> We're not sure on the Israelis part. Yeah, just you know? I just I, it's it's. God, you know what? I really. But you know for what? Dershowitz to immediately take it to Mossad, you know what I'm saying? That that was just such a weird, out of nowhere thing. Well, if you've listened to any of his interviews recently, because he's Jewish, right? And he is just. And again, they always give the same thing. We're like, well, they're not condemning the these people that do this, right? It's like it's such that like that's the but then that's the only thing that they'll talk about. Like right. they'll distract from anything else going on. Yeah, especially in what's going on right now. What are you doing to cure cancer? Yeah, right. <laughs> what's that got to do with anything? Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 now. Don't get me wrong. It, it, it's amazing how these people always fall into these fucking traps too, though. Right. Where they won't actually condemn the actions of what what happened that day. Right. Like, you can just do that and be right. okay. Like, you, you shouldn't rape people. Okay. Okay. Shouldn't right. murder people. Yeah. Okay. Like, we'll go. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. And and there may be some truth to that, that there's some radical feminists out there that are like, well, we don't care what Hamas does to the Israelis. That's possible. They deserve well, it. Look, I, who knows? But it's it's not like the blanket position. I'm pretty sure that your average rank and file feminist and your average rank and file Me Too person is pretty upset that women are being raped and abused anywhere in the world. Yeah, and no, and this is look. This is always one of those easy distractions whenever you're getting into an, a, a disagreement with somebody. Right? It's like, well, the media is not covering that one enough, right? And the and and, and Hamas really and the, and the Jews are and the Jews are totally doing this. Uh, not all the Jews, but many people that are they put on TV that are there to defend the actions of Israel will use this one, and people use it all the time. Where they're like, well, they're not really covering this. This is the really important story. And they're not covering this. You know, they're not covering the rape there. Dershowitz, were you covering rape for anybody else other than when you were defending the people that were doing the raping? Right. Like, yeah. You, why don't you just do take a nice warm glass and shut the fuck up? And the bottom line is, is at this point, Israel has killed about a hundred times more civilians than Hamas killed. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, and I don't even care what. Like, if you right. want to say that their numbers aren't accurate, I'll, I'll go with that. But they're accurate enough to where you know it's a whole lot more than I've what seen enough. Uh, you know, footage, video, footage. footage of of the bombings to know that yeah, it's a lot. 
<laughs> they've killed tens of thousands of civilians. There's no doubt about it. I, you know, and here's the thing for for the again, we didn't really put anything on the Israel Hamas thing. I just don't get how their people are okay with those hostages still being there without them trying to get them back. Right. Like you're not even like you did a ceasefire for a couple of days to get some back. Right. But you didn't want a ceasefire to get them all back. Right. Right. I just well, I, I think, don't get it, man. I think they released like, most of the women and children. So not all of them, though. Oh, really? No, not. Yeah. I don't think they've done all of them. And the other thing, look, and it, it, look, it, I, honestly, I'm getting the more that this goes on, the longer I'm like, okay, you're not defending yourself anymore. No, you're you're just carpet bombing that area. Yeah, it's land grab at this point. Yeah, I mean that's Absolutely. what it's coming down it, to. It, it, it always is with Israel. I mean, every time and each time. I mean, the Arab world is stupid because they keep attacking Israel. You guys should really stop doing that because every time you do it, they take more land. They've been doing it since 1947. Literally every time they get attacked, they end up with more land. Yeah. Because they respond with overwhelming force. They kick the Arabs' ass and they take more land. Yeah. You know, I just stop doing that. <laughs> you yeah. know, so Hamas is as, as much to blame for this as anything else. But now Israel has gone full on genocide. At this point, well, they're just trying to clear it out, man. Oh yeah, like they're but they're they don't. Give they want to drive everyone into Egypt. Yeah, yeah. So, which it, if I was Egypt, I wouldn't want to take them either. No, and it's such a small little area. Like Jesus, I, ugh. right? You know what? Here's the thing. I'll tell you what I would like us to do as a country right now is just get get the hell out of there. Stop funding them. You guys deal with it. Right. We're not dealing with it anymore. Right. We're done. Well, the one thing we need to do is make sure the Suez Canal stays open because that's uh that's a real problem right now because the Houthis are... Uh, yeah, but that's different than Israel, though. Right, right. Well, no, you're wrong. One has to do with the other, but in all reality, you can fix the... And here's the thing. You want to go bomb the Houthis for doing what they're doing, whatever. Right. Yeah. So, But yeah, because uh, we're about to see $5, $6, $7 gas if uh, the Suez Canal is a choke point. Yeah. No, know? absolutely. So... It's why, no matter what, I will say this, like, as a, as a country, like, I'd like us to close down nearly all the bases overseas and bring all the troops home right with the exception of the ports we would use to cover the shipping lanes yes yeah like i still want us to have a good navy that would cover shipping lanes to make sure that ensure commerce, free trade yeah, yeah just in, yeah if you want us to be there to ensure free trade i'm right. cool with that yeah but and you gotta ha- and you gotta have ports like road to spain and stuff like that in order to have the refueling and stuff right like you that. need a spot in the med you need a spot on the arabian peninsula mm-hmm. you, you gotta you have, have some to, spots you need diego garcia type you know that yeah you need those spots yeah cover you do the need, indian ocean you yeah know. you do need those spots but other than that just bring everybody else home and you right. know what? And honestly unless israel has a ship let them do what they want right yeah get just but you don't get it with our money anymore no no so. And again, if you, especially if you're going to just look when you hear the people over and over again, like because I list again, I listen to the Hill and there's a couple of people on the Hill. One of them is Brandon Joy Gray, which I, I just I, I, I can't stand her. However, sometimes when she's making a point, though, about like they've killed this many women and children. And it's a lot of women and children that they've killed in Gaza. Right. And it's like, man, are, how are you guys OK with this? Right. Right. You know, well, and the, how do you expect us to defend it? Hang on a second. I, I, one of the things I want to point out, it, it could, because we just both talked about it, you and I listen and read a lot of sites and individuals and reporters that we hate. Yeah. You know, to see what other people are saying about things. You yeah. Know, to, to say, well, virtually pretty much any reporter in the world has a different viewpoint on life than me. But still, you know, that's important. It's important not to get trapped in the echo chamber, <clears throat> you know? No, it's, it's no. important to, to, to hear all the views out there. Even if you vehemently disagree and you think they're full of shit, you got to know and, and try to get to it. Because every once in a while, like you said, you hate this person, you disagree with them totally, but she made a point on that. No, and sometimes she will make a point on that. And right. it's one of those things where, don't get me wrong, she does the same thing that Dershowitz does. Like, they, like she brought Dershowitz on. To talk about a completely unrelated uh, unrelated topic. I don't even remember what the topic was. Right. Hey, Danielle, what was that topic that Dershowitz was talking about where they, it all turned into Hamas? I thought it was the, the Harvard thing. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. Well, no, because there was kind of a little bit of a Hamas thing there with it. But Yeah. But Danielle's in the studio with us today, by the way. Um, 
but so they were talking about something else and it literally the whole thing was them arguing back and forth about Hamas. Right. Like it was just it was and it was almost like a waste. I actually right. felt bad because it was like I think you it, sometimes you get so laser focused on an issue that everything turns into that issue and then you're then you you, you lose your objectivity as a journalist to be able to like actually have a discussion about the topic at hand that he was bringing being being brought on for. Right. Like after that interview, I just don't think you're going to get him on that on that show again. Right. But well, actually, uh, I think um, uh, Israel selected Helen Dershowitz to represent them in in the UN for their uh, they're being accused of war crimes or By being South accused Af- of, South of genocide, and so Dershowitz is supposed to be Israel's representative. Oh, gosh. Right. So it's like, (laughs) really, Israel? That's what you're doing? And if they actually go through, even after this document dump, and pick him as their representative, it does lend a lot of credence to the possibility that Epstein was a Mossad agent. I mean, I mean, think about it. I think Dershowitz would, 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 no matter what, because Dershowitz is Jewish, Right, and he does support the state of Israel, so I think he would. They wouldn't okay, have to have on something on him for that. How hard would you have to look to find another Jewish attorney? Well, no, not very <laughs> yeah, but you get you high profile ones. But look, everybody likes okay, to hire the how high profile hard ones. would you have to look to find another high profile Jewish well, attorney? Well, no, no, that's true. That's true. Because I would say about seventy percent of high profile attorneys are Jewish. A lot of them are. Yeah. So a lot of them. Are. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a lot of, you know, high profile um, uh, attorneys named uh, 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 Bubba McFarlane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dave yeah. Smith. Yeah. You right. know? No, I get you. Right. I get you. Yeah. I get you. All right. So let's move on here a little bit. This was a in it's today's January 6th uh, was National Insurrection Day. Is that what we're going to go? With oh, now? that's right. Yeah. Happy Insurrection. Day. Happy Insurrection Day. Yeah. Which, again, worst insurrection ever. Um, <laughs> right. So happy nor- barely a, a, a riot. You know. So no, North Carolina. So I wanted to get into this one first because I just thought I thought it was funny to start here. So North Carolina goes all in with DNC and having Biden alone on primary ballot flouting Democrat challengers. So Marianne Williamson and and Dean Phillips were not allowed to be on North Carolina's ballot. So North Carolina Elections Board unanimously decided Tuesday to accept the state's Democrat Party's request to have President Biden as the lone Democrat presidential candidate. The five-member state board of elections voted unanimously to stick with the candidate list provided by the state Democrats, Republicans, and Libertarian parties last month. The board had given initial approval to those names in its at its December 19th meeting when members also agreed to reconvene Tuesday, consider additional names before ballots were printed. Wow, uh, that's amazing that the state of North Carolina can do that. Well, it's... It, that's, that's nothing it's, like Florida. Well, no, no, it's the same as Florida. No. No, a no. five-member board can keep people off the ballot? No. Uh, no, no, no. They accepted, they accepted the slate that the Democrat Party put forward for them in that state. They voted to just accept the slate. Right, but in Florida, if you want to run in a primary and you're registered as that party, you, the, the no. party can't stop you. No, they can. They did in Florida for Biden. How? Did they change the laws? I, I, you know, here's the thing. You I don't know do specifically how they did it, to be honest with you. Right. But we talked about it on the show. I, I don't recall that. Hang on here. we got to look this one Well, up. yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, that did not used to be the case. A political party could not prohibit someone from running if they had been a registered member of that party for a year. They could run as long as they either met the... Um, the the uh, signature requirements, or paid the uh, the fee to get on the ballot. Danielle, am I right on that? Yeah. So if if Florida did that, they must have changed the law that I'm not not aware right. of. The Tampa attorney has filed a federal lawsuit against the Florida Democrat Party for placing only President Joe Biden's name on the ballot for the March 2024 presidential primary election in Florida. Other Democrats challenging Biden for the party's nominations were excluded. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. The laws must have changed then. Yeah. yeah. So, which like, wouldn't surprise me. I mean, that's that's what the political parties do in this. You know, in, in all states, really, is they try to exclude anyone that uh, uh, they they don't want uh, running for office. So, yeah. I mean, but again, they were they were able to do this, right? And it goes to show you that again, in the effort of in the effort of complete hypocrisy. 
So Biden is going to be giving remarks on January 6th talking about how dangerous Donald Trump is to democracy. Right. As he's all alone on the ballot with no challengers. As as state by state, their party is literally stopping democracy from happening. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And now we talked about with it With a last straight week. face. Keeping Trump off the ballot does have some possible constitutional um, you know, backing on that. Because if it's found that he actually engaged in insurrection, then he is disqualified from running to president according to the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. Okay, so that one I would not say is necessarily a a threat to democracy. But the Democrats keeping challengers to Biden off the ballot, that right there is, yeah, they're just squelching democracy right there. Yeah. You know, not giving the opportunity for people to vote for someone other than Joe Biden. And here's the thing. Democracy is on the ballot. Your freedom is on the ballot, he said. Right. Like, no, are it's you not. kidding me? Yeah. Where are your challengers then, Joe? If, how, is, how is democracy served when there's one name on a ballot? You know, what are your choices? Listen, when you're... <laughs> not that I, I think voting is completely and utterly meaningless, but having said that... If you believe that it isn't, though... Right. Yeah. Then how the hell are... Again, you don't have to use your definition. Right, no. Use theirs. Right. Because that's the one they're going with, right? Yeah. And if 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 you go to the polling place and there's one name on the ballot, <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. Is that democracy? You know? I mean, that's what... It, it's like uh, for Russians, for example. Yeah. Or Putin, China. Putin's name will be the only one on the ballot. Well, yeah, because everybody else gets killed. Right. Or arrested. Or arrested. Yeah. Or killed and arrested. Sometimes both. Say, look, the difference between China and us is we get one more name. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we get one more name, and that's right. it. That's Not anymore, though. Not anymore. Yeah. Oh, now, if you're a Democrat, look, and here's the thing. If you're a Democrat, how are you okay with this? Right. You, you want to know how you're okay with this? When you get 24-7 coverage about how evil Trump is, right. you're willing to overlook exactly how bad the other people are acting right. in order to make it happen. It's amazing how... The people in power always use fear and division. Oh yeah, oh because they work. Because they work, right? Yeah. They work like it ain't it, like it, I, it, I know. Like it ain't even funny. It works. Look, if Ameri- if the American people just stop being afraid of shit in general, just stop being afraid. Yeah, it would be a whole different place. It really would, and the people in power would have no power. Yeah, because the like, emperor wears no, wears no clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, what it would be. It would, That's really what it boils it down out. to. Yeah, these guys are all. And again, not look if. If you're going to come to me and argue about how Biden is the somehow going to be the thing that's going to save us <laughs> right. from democracy, <laughs> right. like you're an idiot. Right. I got nothing for you. Well, he but, might save us from democracy. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then I would agree I, with you. I think there's a good chance that uh, either Trump or Biden will save us from democracy and usher in a glorious new era of totalitarianism. Again, which can't happen two, soon enough. It's two different flavors of the same ice cream cone. <laughs> exactly. And when you take a lick, it's going to suck. Right. <laughs> it's just the way it is, man. Giant douche turd sandwich. Hey, over and over God, and over South again. Park so many times has been right about stuff. It's That's not a, even yeah, funny. It's true. All right. So let's move on, though. Oh, so Florida man. This, is, this one actually is kind of funny. Um, Florida man and Proud Boy member who fled before January 6th sentencing gets 10 years in prison. Christopher Ro- Roel, which oh, I didn't look. Did you know this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know that Shut dude. up. You did not. <laughs> Dude. Hold on. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So Christopher Rowell, a 52-year-old member of the Proud Boys, cut off an ankle monitor four days before he was supposed to be sentenced and never showed up. So a Florida man who fled after being convicted in a January 6th case triggering a six-week manhunt was sentenced to 10 years in prison Thursday, federal prosecutors said. Now, this is the part where it gets kind of funny. Christopher Rowell, 52, was arrested at his home in Naples on September 28th. A little more than six weeks after he cut off his ankle monitor, four days before his sentencing date, and disappeared. Officials said, "Hold on, you had a six-week manhunt and you caught him at his house, right? I, I help me understand that part, <laughs> right? Here's the thing: it's you, either you think you, you'd show up there first. Hold on, it's either hold on though, and this is what I read a little bit more of the article, and I'm not going to keep reading it, but like, what I think is what I think happened here is either." They really suck at finding people, or right. he really sucks at hiding. Right. Yeah. And maybe he well, went back he, look, to his house. He, he probably went back to his house. He probably thought but that he was But don't go back off. to your house, man. What are you doing? Right. 
Yeah. Like, if you're going to hide, fucking hide, man. He ran out of Chex Mix. You're staying in Naples? Oh, you ran out of Chex Mix. Yeah. <laughs> Needed some more granola. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, if you're going to be, like, if you're going to be, if you're going to do shit like this, then get real about it, man. Right, right. Like, you just look like an idiot. Yeah. You, you, you know, here's the thing. And have a disappearance insurance policy. Yeah, exactly. And if you need one, folks, Alex can, it I can, can definitely, write you I can definitely yeah. write you a disappearance insurance policy. Uh, so hold on, though. But the thing is this, though. This, because they're calling him Florida man. You are a disgrace to other Florida men. The fact is that you weren't caught going 95 on 75. Right. Like, you didn't have a fiery crash at the end of it. You weren't on meth. You, you weren't stumbling around in your underwear there is a, or anything along those lines. Nowhere in the story you, is there an alligator. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere, nowhere right. in the story, by the way, is an alligator. Yeah, shitty Florida man. The fact that you, the fact that they use Florida man on you is a disgrace to other Florida men that have earned the title. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. That I, I, I concur. I, he 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 does not he was merit a Florida man. He does not merit Florida man. Yeah. Florida man does much better than that. So uh, what's AI saying about uh, uh, 2024 predictions? Have you not seen this? No, I I didn't care. Okay, so we asked a top AI chatbot for their predictions for 2024 and to produce some very alarming results. I mean, what's new? Um, uh, From ChatGPT taking the world by storm to sparking historic Hollywood strikes, artificial intelligence had its breakout year in 2023. So what's in store for cutting-edge tech in 2024? Daily Mail asked leading AI chatbots to predict their fate. Google's Bard and Amazon-backed Claude got some alarming results. We chose those two language models because they use live information from the Internet to make predictions, unlike ChatGPT and Microsoft Bing, which rely on older data. So AI systems might start reasoning by themselves is what they were saying. Right. I say there's a high probability of that happening. I would say it's about 50-50 that it happens in 2024 that we achieve AGI. All right. Biotech will upgrade humans. Yeah, clearly. Which that's good for the beginning. Dawn of personalized medicine. So that's already a, happening. Yeah, that's happening. CRISPR and all that. Yeah. Election hacking warning. Yeah. Of course, that's going to happen. Right. Uh, tensions with it, China's oh, rise. Why do you even need to hack elections anymore? <laughs> What's the point? And then it had tensions with China will rise, which, again, that's just kind of. Clearly. Yeah. No yeah. shit. No shit, right? Well, since the uh, AI is predicting the, the China tensions, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to cover uh, regarding that. Um, oh, yeah, I left that at the bottom of the show notes. I'm yeah, sorry. did you see this? Um, this is uh, China, and they've been doing this for a while, but uh, you know, it more, it's been more outlines. But they have built a full-scale replica of the, uh, the new super carrier, uh, Gerald Ford, USS Gerald Ford, uh, in the middle of uh, nor- the desert in northwest China. And uh, it's... it's <laughs> You know, very accurate. I mean, it just it looks exactly like the silhouette of the Gerald R. Ford. And, of course, they're using it to uh, teach their missile systems to target that particular aircraft carrier. You know, and they built other carriers as well. So essentially, they have a model of all our aircraft carriers that they're using to train their either AI or their missile optical recognition systems on or even pilots uh, for example, but I don't think you'd really need to train a pilot on what an aircraft carrier looks like. Well, on how you approach a bombing run, stuff like that. Right, yeah. Okay. I hold- think it's more for the missile, uh, you know, uh, visual recognition. Okay, so you know? r- real quick, though. Like, I have less of a problem with this, I think, and I'm trying to figure out if I'm wrong. Okay. If you were another country and you were training your personnel on right. how to uh, how to defend yourself, right. wouldn't you have to also build this in order to figure out how to properly defend yourself against sure. aggression? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it goes to show you how seriously China is preparing for a conflict with the U.S. Yeah, but I. But at the same time, like, is it something to where you, like, are they taking an aggressive action by doing this? No, I yes don't and think no. So. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, they're they're preparing for, I mean, shit. When I was in the Army, uh, the, uh, the targets we shot at had... Uh, you know, uh, Russian wool caps with a red star on it, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> well, yeah, we you, were training to kill up, Russians. You put up your enemy. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's kind of, you know, you wouldn't expect anything other than that. Uh, but it goes to show you that they are taking a conflict with the U.S. over Taiwan very, very seriously. And uh, also, uh, good news for us, 
is that, well, I don't know if it's, you know, really good news, but uh, the Biden administration is uh, spending a lot of your money to uh, ensure that we have um, uh, chip and processor manufacturing here in the U.S., so I don't think I put the article in that. But no, you did. You I, did. You I did. did. Is it in it's there in somewhere? The de- and the debt keeps building. Oh, right, right, right. A little bit below that. Yeah, $162 million to expand uh, computer chip factories in Colorado and Oregon, which, again, um, I don't like the government paying for it. Uh, but having said that, it is exceptionally important that we do manufacture uh, microchips and, and uh, circuit technology here so out of all here's the thing out of all the times the government's spending money can you do you are can you argue with this one that this is for national security i could argue that but i'd still like to see all government abolished and you know (laughs) because if it wasn't for government we wouldn't have this problem we wouldn't have to worry about taiwan being invaded because no one would care there would be no countries no borders to worry about it'd just be like hey that happens to be where the factories are Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So the, the the funny thing is, is it's the fact that there are governments is what's creating this problem in the world anyway. Having said that, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if there were to be, if Taiwan, or if China were to invade Taiwan, we would our, our have, it would set us back 25 years technologically. There would be no cars manufactured. There'd be no appliances manufactured. It basically, it would shut. It would cripple our economy because we couldn't get the chips. I mean, remember just how a few month backlog in chips like decimated the economy in 2020 and mm-hmm. 2021. Like yeah. you couldn't get anything, and that was just like a, a mild blip. Yeah, know, imagine because, if they were all destroyed because the factories had to shut down for like a few weeks. Yeah, what if they're all destroyed? You know, or taken over by the Chinese, and the Chinese says we're not selling you. And Taiwan produces something. I can't like imagine 85%. that they're going to be able to actually take them. O- I can't imagine they're going to be able to take them over un- like without damage. It would be difficult. It would be difficult. Like I would think that the Taiwan people will probably just blow their own shit up. Eh, it's hard to say. Hard to say what would happen in that scenario. You never know. But again, it's uh, it's it's more and more likely every day that that's going to happen. So. Uh, where are you taking us to next? I don't know. You've actually gone th- like you 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 went rogue. I, I, I jumped around on a, a lot bit. of this stuff. Well, tied together. So, well, no, I did did you know it did tie together, but I tried to tie it together in a different way, though. Well, you go ahead and, and uh, tie it up. Baby. No, 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 tie no, it up. no, 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 no. That's okay. Trump That's taking okay. the money. Um. Yeah. So we'll go to the to the New York AG seeks over three hundred and seventy million dollars from the uh, from Trump and the code of for they call it ill gotten gains. Right. You know what, man? Screw you. I, look, I don't like Trump. I don't really want to. I, I, I don't like him. But at the same time that I don't like him, like, it, it's not ill-gotten gains, man. Well, wait a There's second. There's no diff, there, ill-gotten from who? <laughs> oh, man. If you hear some of the stories, I, he's basically a criminal. You know what I'm saying? I look, did you hear uh, what the uh, what the Democrats are now accusing, and they say they have all the documentation to prove it, that while Trump was president, he actually took millions of dollars from foreign governments, including China and Saudi Arabia. In fact, $7.5 million from China alone that were you know given from Chinese government-controlled companies directly to Trump um, companies. And... He didn't even try to launder it. You know, there was no attempt at laundering this money. It was like direct payments from communist Chinese owned companies to Trump owned companies in the tune of millions of dollars. Same thing from Saudi Arabia. You know, I mean, <laughs> the guy's just a total and utter scumbag. You know, he, oh, yeah. He no, deserves absolutely. everything coming at him. So, oh, no, yeah. He absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's and, the thing. I, I'm not here to defend him per fuck se. Fuck the New York Attorney General. And this is a cash grab by the government of New York, clearly. Yeah. But they're not wrong. I'm sure they were ill-gotten gains. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. But but the whole, that's not the ill-gotten gains that they were talking about, though. No, I know. That's not. That's that's a different like, round. That's the thing. It. So it, it, for what they're accusing him of, he didn't do, or it didn't matter. But for the other thing, that, that they're not going after him for that. Right. Right. And so I get, look, and we'll, we'll start with the next hour, though, but 
New York is not just suing them, though. Now they're suing charter bus companies as well. Right. Yeah, it's it's stupid shit. But, hey, you know what I want to talk about in the next hour? What's that? Aliens. Aliens at a mall in Miami. Yes. Crazy, crazy story. If you want to hear about that and get a whole bunch of free swag, sign up, become a subscriber at patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage, and we'll see you in hour number two.